we are trying to nurture the startup ecosystem in Maldives. COVID situation has created a lot of opportunity to go online. And, and your question about whether startups are moving to, towards the right direction. People also need to have the mindset. I mean, that's also some place where all people who are actually doing these events also need to focus on. Hello, guys. This is Jinan. Uh, we are trying to start something totally new from SparkUp. We are going to start our own podcast. Today is the first edition of it. With me here, we have the four founders of SparkUp. That actually includes me. Other than uh, myself, we have Dadi, Ahmad Riyazi, Mohammed, as all of you know. Then we have Ali Haris and uh, we have Yami. With us joining today is Shazif, our creative director. So it's total five of us in this inaugural podcast of Spark Hub. Uh, today we are going to talk about the startup ecosystem in Maldives. I know that we have done tons of things over the last two years since we started. We have been talking about uh, how we could develop the ecosystem. We have attempted a few things. So it would be very interesting to hear from our own founders and the team on how we have fared so far and what we have done and what we actually think about. So let me just quickly jump into this by throwing a question right at Dadi. Uh, what do you think about the startup ecosystem in Maldives? I mean, do we even have a startup ecosystem? That's a very interesting question, Jinan. I mean, that's what the whole point of SparkUp is, isn't it, right? That we are trying to nurture the startup ecosystem in Maldives. Um, in my honest opinion, honestly, I don't think we have a proper startup ecosystem yet. We still have a long way to go. There's, a, there's so much that we have to do. Why do you say uh, we have a long way to go? Well, if we compare ourselves with uh, more established startup ecosystems around the world, we well let, let's start with what we have what we do have right we do have yeah. a few potential starts up startups locally with the ability to scale globally there are there are really promising uh entities involved but what we don't have is we don't have the policies or the structures and the support system financial or otherwise to nurture and support a growing startup ecosystem and startups in general right we don't have a place where uh, people can generally come together, talk about um, the startup ecosystem, their problems, uh, you know, uh, the things that we need to do to actually call it a proper startup ecosystem. But, you know, we've, we, as Parker, we've tried to do a lot of work over the last two years, right? Um, but yeah. I guess our work so far has been mainly to raise awareness for the need of a proper startup community and a startup ecosystem and the, the other other main purpose of SparkUp was that we try to act as a facilitator or we, we take the we act as a mouthpiece for the startup uh, startups in Maldives right but what we I think we have been successful in doing is that we've created the community and we've started the community we started the network and we've tried to build a structure to organize ourselves so i think that's our main wins over the last couple of years and this is a good start i think that's very interesting daddy i mean uh, you are very right we have worked over the last two years we have done so much of work trying to see whether we can build the ecosystem how far we can about it and this is where i'm coming again like haris Apart from your role in enabling the startup ecosystem with SparkUp, you have a startup of your own. Uh, so what do you think the ecosystem was like prior to COVID? 
I mean, I'm asking this question specifically to you because other than Spark Up, you are a founder of Payer, you did have Love for you have your own um, uh, software house. So how has it impacted and what do you think the startup should be doing at this particular time frame? That's a great question, Jinan. Um, it is a very inter- interesting time for startups in the Maldives. Um, it is a difficult time and the startup environment has always been very difficult because um, as Daddy has mentioned, we do not have a very mature ecosystem, um, especially around policies and um, getting access to financials and other resources. But we have had some development over the past few years, especially um, considering the work SparkUp and um, some other startups are doing. So we have created a community around startups and founders, but we still have a lot of challenges and a lot of things to work on. So just to compare to before COVID and after COVID, Um, We were sort of um, in the process of creating new startups. We saw new founders coming in, but that is going to impact right now because of uh, the COVID situation uh, and and due to the economical impact. But on the other hand, it also opens a lot of opportunities for startups. And one of the problems, especially for technology-based startups, has been the low digital adoption rate in the Maldives. And that is Mm. because um, people are still new to um, doing, doing things digitally and people has always, you know, um, gone and done things manually. But yeah. the COVID situation has forced everybody to go digital and, and change the way they are doing things. So what this means for startups, especially around technology, the startup is they have a lot of um, new opportunities to innovate. And they, this is the time for them to push the products they have been working on and at the same time, for other startup, non-tech startup, there is still a time for them to pivot and take their business online. Mm. So all, overall, COVID has created some opportunities for startups. But what I'm worried mostly about is we have seen some development in the ecosystem, um, even from the government side. So I'm not sure right now what's going to happen to those initiatives because the economic burden is quite huge because of yeah. COVID. So I'm not sure the funds are hmm. targeted towards startups from the government. I'm not sure what's going to happen to them yeah. in the future. So that is one of my concerns. But generally, hmm. there are both sides to this coin opportunities. Yes, I, I totally agree with you, Harris. But I was just wondering, like, yes, COVID has created opportunities. Do you or even Daddy, do you think that uh, the Moldavian startups are looking to this as an opportunity side and they're adopting it? Because Right now, we are talking about a situation when government was, or more of most of the policymakers were hesitant towards taking most of their things online. But right now, you are seeing everything being taken online, whether it's uh, the grocery shops, whether it's government uh, uh, works or anything. You're just seeing that the whole economy is becoming more of a digital economy. But do you see the startups taking advantage of this and like innovating themselves to go ahead and seize this opportunity. What do you think? As I mentioned, the COVID situation has created a lot of opportunity to go online. And, and your question about whether startups are moving to, towards the right direction, it is an interesting question because we are seeing a lot of new products being you know, created or, or introduced to the market, like, for example, grocery apps or other sort of online shops app. But it is also important to understand that or it's important to know that whether these these new products are 
solving any of the problems in because this this is critically very important to do this thing right because if we don't do this right right now again people's whole um, perception or the way they think about technology could change on how startups come up with products right now we could create a grocery app we could create an online shop app but if that does not actually solve the problems they have for example on supply chain logistics etc that's not going to turn out well we might have mm. an app but i don't think we could go very far with it so my main concern around the products i see right now is some of them looks really good um for doing your shopping online but that most of them whether or not they're solving the problem of the supplier or shop i'm not very sure about that so even though we are seeing some products around the problem it is still important to see whether they are doing it right so that would be my opinion on that yeah so you are basically saying that the same uh, a copy uh, copycat entrepreneur mindset that we had previously uh, which includes like all the if it's come if you are it's come if you are if it's uh, uh, someone selling shoes it's just someone selling shoes it's just a replication of the same business that you see are we seeing the same trend even right now being followed exactly we are seeing yeah. the same problem and 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 the market is not small for everybody to participate it is quite a big market and everybody doesn't need to do the same thing for example um there could be a startup creating the front front part of you know getting your grocery online and getting it done there could be another company doing doing you know the logistics or delivery component of it and they could all work in together to solve the you know supplier and customers problem mm-hmm. but what i'm seeing right now is everybody doing the same thing and 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 there are so many untapped opportunities over there yeah so, um i i agree with aris really you know the whole the situation that i've i've been seeing back home is that um like they said there's a maybe five or six at least startups that started with grocery and online shopping kind of apps or websites but that is just one part of the whole problem right where's the where's the innovation in every, everything else right as long as you don't solve the actual problem of people let's say if you take the same example as Harris was pointing out the grocery shopping situation right as long as you don't have the people actually supplying to the uh, wholesalers and then the actual uh, delivery situation if you don't see innovation in that if you don't see pivoting in on that side it it, it doesn't make sense right and i think there's a whole bunch of opportunities around those areas not just in e-commerce but with not just in tech as well right it, it's with every business like you you if we, what you were selling before what your product mm. was before is not no longer feasible in a post covid post covid world what are you going to do are you already thinking about it right yeah that's to be the questions that you ask yourself Yeah. Yeah, let me just add something quickly there. And 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 since we are talking about the opportunities in Maldives and right now like we said we are only seeing, you know, startups working towards certain other in, certain industries only, but there are so many other industries that we could work on right now. And yeah. and just, you know, just a couple of weeks ago I I tweeted by saying one of the areas telemedicine in Maldives because mm. what covid have taught not just us globally is that a lot of things we were doing the way we were doing could be done some other way right yeah we didn't we we don't have to fly as much as we used to for meetings we don't have to you know uh, commute as much as we used to so there are a lot of new ways we could do things yeah. and like i said telemedicine in one of the areas we could look into and if we look globally there are a lot of you know health and you know mm. fitness industry going completely virtual with you know new online yeah. programs 
and it doesn't even have to be a really big you know comprehensive solution i have seen you know gyms and mm. fitness studios around the world you know going and uploading their videos to youtube and then you know charging them towards i don't know bank transfer or paypal and then just sending them the video link so it could be something simple yeah. as well it doesn't have to be an app it doesn't have to be a website but still you could work your way towards utilizing technology to you know mm. sell whatever you are selling yeah. previously that's very true i mean um, even the telemedicine it was i think in 2000 in 2000 or 2010 uh, they piloted with uh, sending the machines to few places but then again those were machines that the doctors had to come and have the conversations but the most interesting thing is that if you remember from all these hackathons that we had in every single hackathon you will have an idea of a similar sort on the medical forefront coming but it never materialized from there on i remember a similar doctor appointment even we had the mental health products being pitched in each and every events that we had so far right and now we are seeing that there is so much potential for us to go about with this is where i'm coming yamin throwing a question at you we always get this comment that someone is doing i mean these parkab is known for doing so much of these events that we talk about primarily because we are trying to create the ecosystem and in order to create the ecosystem we have to do so much of work right but we get uh, we get this question constantly thrown at us that hey someone is doing a hackathon or someone is doing something very similar to that you are doing uh, don't you think they are taking your market share or don't you think that you they should be not doing it you should be doing it what do you think what do you think about this no i i don't hmm. think developing an ecosystem should be a competition first of all because uh, everybody should be able to do many things because um, developing an ecosystem is about learning from each other and work to create an ecosystem that benefits everyone um if people are seeing hackathons like if you compare one hackathon to the other hackathon i mean if you start boasting about what your hackathon did better than the other hackathon it's never going to come to a conclusion where everyone works together to develop an ecosystem ecosystem development should be about finding opportunities on each others uh, what what everyone is doing and then try to elevate you know uh, where we are to the next level so that the ecosystem can actually thrive whether it be a private company or whether it be the government an ngo it doesn't matter like it should not be a company it should be about working together and find a way to actually uh thrive all the startups to actually get to the next level uh, mm. if we take it as a competition i mean if a startup comes out of one of our hackathons i mean it's good for them and if they go to another hackathon and win still we be creating opportunities for them it not should it should not be about like if say a successful startup come out of my event i should not be a blockage for them to actually go and thrive in the whole ecosystem and then we should all i mean everyone should also share the information so that we all can actually find ways to elevate our events create a better uh, space for everyone to actually innovate for us uh, i don't think uh, an ecosystem can actually thrive yeah that's that's very true i mean even from sparka we ourselves we we are doing this because nobody else was doing that that's how we used to when when we started the Parka, we didn't start with the notion of doing all these events. We just wanted to reach to a certain level where we were aiming us ourselves to become venture capitalists. But we realized that there were no startups in Maldives, so someone had to take up that step. So that's where we jumped in. Now, if others are trying to do that, as you said, very well, go ahead. Because the more you bring, the more the ecosystem gets uh, 
what you call exposed to such things, then only the uh, the culture even will develop or the ecosystem will further grow from there. Uh, I think that's I'm totally in agreement with you. And one more thing I have also noticed, and again, this sort of relates to my previous answers about you know what product startups are doing. When even when it comes to ecosystem, there are so many things a lot of people could do. But uh, when we started Spark Up, there wasn't a lot of events like that. And, and as Jinan, you have highlighted, it wasn't our you know, primary goal to ho- host all these events. But um, once we started doing this, we had other, other people in the ecosystem trying to do the similar kind of events. That is also fine. But I would also you know, would like to see, based, based on how much resources they have, there are a lot of other things they could tap into. And from what I see right now is, again, everybody trying to do the same thing, which is around events. But for example, corporates who have access to other resources, they could do a lot more. For example, providing um, partnerships with new startups or some level of funding grants or whatever they have or extending their resources to provide mentorship, that kind of thing. So there's so much more beyond events we could do as Mm. well. Or even for participants like who are coming to all these hackathons, uh, who are going to startup weekends, uh, and all these events. I mean, something that we always talk about, and I think all of us always agree on, is that uh, people also need to have the mindset. I mean, that's also some place where all people who are actually doing these events also need to focus on. I mean, we over the past two years we had I think around more than six events and. We haven't still seen a single like success, like you know, like the startup actually come out of the whole event. I mean, we still have been able to tap into their mentality, just to get them understand that it's all about the effort, doing business thing, and everything. Um, I think yeah. even for people who are actually saying that, um, uh, you know, like all these uh, events are being done, uh, the startup ecosystem is not growing. They should also understand that it's also up to them to actually come try ideas out and then take it to the next level. Mostly I see that event organizers are blamed for uh, not having a successful startup come out, which is still fine. Yeah. But- Daddy, what do you think about that? Normally, like uh, when people talk about all these hackathons or different kinds of events, they, they keep on asking, like, are there any success stories to it? But what's your take on that? It would be really nice if we had like five or six success stories from every hackathon. But the reality of the matter is that even ourselves and our community, we are still really learning right now. And I don't think, and I think as Parkup, our intention never was in the early years to have really successful startups, but to change their mindset, right? It would have been really great to have successful startups, but that was never the main intention, right? The thing that we really wanted to get get through to the, to everyone was that this is how it's done. Uh, this is how it, it's done everywhere else. And these are the resources, the networks that you have access to and to expand their thinking and scope in terms of what it is possible and how you should operate, right? Yeah. So, yeah, the thing is, yes, we didn't have a really successful startup from any, any yeah. of our hackathons, but... but I think we still have yeah. a good, we still have created a good yeah. community. But don't you think like, even if we don't have any successful startups per se, we did have like a lot of these participants who did attend our events or other events, they did come out and form their own startups. That doesn't, that wasn't necessarily pitched in the event or as a pitch during the product. Yeah. But after that, they came out, they formed their network and then they started their own product. I think that's a success, right? 
that, that is that, that's the whole point right that's the whole point of networking right so, like for me if i if i go to a hackathon my objective would be not necessarily to build exactly what will be market fit for during the hackathon it's just very unlikely most of the times yeah right but if i find a potential co-founder if i find a potential networking guy or a marketing guy or whoever else right that would have need for my grand idea or something that you you kind of put one idea and the second idea together and you get something better out of it that's all great right yeah that's the whole purpose of it yeah i i think yeah. we shouldn't underestimate the networking effect especially in a, in a small community right yeah. now yeah and just one one more thing that i'd like to point out right the the whole concept of idea validation that, that is something that i don't think as, as startups we used to do before right you know mm. this was not something that was in the mindset right we create a we have this great idea and we want to build it straight away and we want to get people to use it right that's that's that has always been an yeah. approach and, and and i think one of the key um key takeaways for most of our events is that you got to share your ideas you got to get feedback on it right you got to know when to pivot where to pivot and what to change yeah. to adapt to the market right and i think that it has been a message that a lot of people have been taken to taking to heart right and the irony is that yeah Sparkup is formed from a similar event. We never knew each other. We met during the organizing of such an event and then see what we are doing right now. So none of us pitched in any idea, but see Sparkup is a story that's coming out from such similar events. Uh over the last 2 years, like we started in 2018, up until today I think even the institutions or the organizations around us has changed so we do see a lot of positive impact that's happening around right so i'm just going to throw a general one yep. to all of you because right uh, we now have business center corporation who's working towards the development of the startups or the smes we have the sme development fine uh, finance corporation who's coming up and hopefully they'll be funding the startups and they are funding the smes right now uh, this year we had the modest fund corporation coming in so they are more like a venture capital fund that's uh, backed by the government so there is a sort of like the roadblock of the finance that everyone talks about is somehow been addressed what's your take on this anyone well if we think about and kind of where we are right now and where the government and all these support systems are coming in i think it's actually a very good thing because um they are setting up uh, slowly they are setting up support systems and to actually support startups you had as you mentioned we have Uh, BCC working towards uh, incubating startups, uh, they're providing uh, uh, courses and incubation services for startups to actually come in and also to see where they can take it to the next step. As you mentioned, uh, we have a fund corporation also coming in uh, to actually fund for SMEs and MSMEs to and startups to actually uh, take innovations to the next level and to also see how you can innovate and also contribute to the whole community. Uh, but um, the thing I notice. I mean, for my personal experience, uh, when I, I was also a judge for the uh, fund corporation thing as part of Sparkup, and one of the things that, as judges, as we noticed as well, was that um, everyone had a very good idea. They come in, they pitch, uh, they have a very good idea, but then no one like they don't have a vision for the whole idea. I mean, the, the whole mindset about the whole thing. Uh, they don't know where the customer base is. Uh, they don't know who to actually approach. They just have an idea, like a cool tech product which they can. Uh, actually do it execute uh, even when we were judging we were asking these questions try to get them to actually tell us um instead of us telling them where the customer base is so um i think still we need to work on those 
components which are needed to actually change their whole mindset, think lean, uh, see how they can actually keep on validating those ideas. Um, the educational aspects are still need, still need to improve. And I think if yeah. people can actually change the whole mindset, they'd be educated. I think we could actually, uh, there could be a good next step for actually government. And I think PCC yeah. could actually do a very big role on those things. I think that's something very important, as you mentioned. I mean, the mentoring itself is so much lacking here in Maldives. Even when we started or when we started our real work, we realized that the gap was of the mentoring pool. I think that will be something that every one of us needs to address. Anything else you guys want to contribute to that question? For me, in my opinion, especially for people who wants to do their startups, it is it is okay to not know all of the mm. things at first. And and oftentimes, I feel like sometimes a lot of people feel under a lot of pressure because they need they they feel like they need to have everything figured out, right? When especially when they're participating yeah. in these competitions, um, you know, grants and stuff offered by the government. In my opinion, it's it's okay to not know because along the way, um, you know through sources like SparkUp or BCC and other initiatives, there are people to guide these people to take it to the next level. Just for example, when, for example, Mark Zuckerberg got the $500,000 check from Peter Thiel, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't know what a venture capital yeah, is, what exactly. are, you know, um, where to have his company incorporated. So it is okay to not know these things. But as far as funding goes, um, a lot of funding I have seen from the government and SDFC is mostly debt-based financing which might not always be the right ideal choice for startups. So I personally would like to see other sources of funding mm -hmm. as well. Things like, you know, grants that could help them validate their ideas. Uh, previously, I have seen uh, UNDP give grants to, you know, social initiatives, stuff like that, but a little bit higher so that people could actually validate. And then from there onwards, they could, you know, choose what is next or what is the right sort of funding for them from there onwards. So, Debt finance alone, I don't think is is enough for us to create and take it to the yeah. next level. That's uh, indeed very true because in most of the startup ecosystems that we have seen, which are matured ones, they do have a good investment and a grant pool being established within the country where the startups can initially tap into and start the work. I mean, I, I think, uh, Daddy, you are in Malaysia, you would know about the Cradle and many other such similar funding schemes that being available uh, for the startups over there, right? Yeah, yeah, um, Jinan, I, I, yeah, so in Malaysia, we do have a reasonably structured uh, grant systems uh, in place as well. And I think something that's really important to have in Maldives. The tricky part is to have it structured properly, right? Like, how do you define... Uh, how do you define who gets it and who doesn't, right? And this is where the policies come in, right? We really need strong policies to establish such systems. And we also need industry support for sandboxes where startups can play, not, not just in tech, right? But it's more relevant to tech, but we do, need, we do need that play area where startups can innovate without going through all the hurdles that is expected of, a, you know, incumbent essentially, yeah. right? So a lot of things we'll, we still need to do. I mean, it's a great step that we have these uh, entities coming in and taking over specific roles. But yeah, we still have. Thank you, Dadi. This discussion has been quite intense. Uh, we did touch base on a lot of topics, but I think that all we could do in the given time. Uh, we'll be coming back uh, in the future with more episodes highlighting uh, different themes and areas. So let's wrap up for today. Thank you, everyone, for joining. 
We'll see you soon again. Thank you, listeners. Bye-bye.